The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it had been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage, and then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. In the last 40 to 50 years, something has been lost. Something that we may not even have noticed we were missing. And something essential to our existence as human beings. <clears throat> we have lost a sense of the sacred. The sacred has disappeared from our lives. We're still around it. It's still there, but we've lost a sense of it. We've even trivialized it. 
we trivialize God, painting him on our own level. We trivialize love, his love. We trivialize holiness, sin, judgment, heaven, hell, the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. And we trivialize ourselves as creatures made in the image and likeness of God. We no longer respect what we are or should be. Perhaps these men, these strange men, can help restore some sense of that to us. The Magi, the wise men, the kings. We don't know much about them. We have a fairly good idea of where they're from, although there are those who would say they didn't exist, that they're simply a, a piece of fiction used to uh, designate the Gentiles being called to witness the birth of our Lord. But this is something that would have happened in those days. We think they're from Medea. They were Medes. The Medes were known for their wisdom, for their wise men, so much so that all over the Roman Empire they were venerated. They wouldn't offer sacrifices sometimes unless one of them was present. They'd spend time thinking. They were philosophers. And like almost everybody in those days, they were astrologers too. They thought the stars would tell them things. The stars do tell us things, but not by way of superstition. But God will use their superstition to bring them to himself. At that time, there were a great many celestial manifestations in the night sky that would suggest the birth of a king. And for some reason, all over the Roman Empire, this person was supposed to come from around Palestine, from that area, from Israel. And so they set out on a journey. They don't care whether the journey is long or difficult. It doesn't matter. They've been called. Notice, they've been waiting. Uh, they were receptive, and they were available, as we've seen. They were ready to go. So they set out on this journey, not knowing where the child is exactly, who he is, or what he is. But they want to know, and they will find him, whatever it takes. They have perseverance, something else lacking in our world. Nothing will stop them once they have set out on their goal. And so they find themselves in Jerusalem. And they find themselves with Herod. Now, you and I know his paranoia and his cruelty. Uh, they did not. Uh, Herod is upset, and all Jerusalem with him. When Herod was upset, Jerusalem had reason to be upset. So Herod calls together the chief priests and the scribes to ask where the child is supposed to be born. Do they go? There is not a single priest or scribe at the manger. As Bishop Sheen was fond of saying, there are only two people you find at the manger, the shepherds who knew that they knew nothing and the wise men who knew that they didn't know everything. But there are no chief priests, no scribes. But now they know where they must go to find this child the one for whom they are looking, the one to whom they wish to give certain gifts. In the West, we've always considered them to be three of them because of the gifts. In the East, they thought there were 12. We have no idea how many there were, except that they were there. Uh, they have come with their wisdom to find something they had never expected. And so they continue to look. Notice they are seeking 
It's something else we've lost in our lives, isn't it? We don't really seek God anymore. They're just beginning their journey, and their journey will never end, and neither will ours in this life, by the way. <coughs> and so they, they come to Bethlehem. And notice how it's described as they follow this star, that they entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. Once again, St. Joseph isn't even mentioned as being present. Last week, when we had the presentation of the temple, St. Joseph was present. But Simeon didn't speak to St. Joseph. He spoke to the Blessed Mother. Here, St. Joseph isn't even there or isn't even mentioned. Simply the Blessed Mother. Again, they witness something different here. They see the real mother with the real child, but the father, the real father, of course, uh, is God the Father. And they prostrate him themselves and did him homage. <clears throat> Do they fully know who he is? No, they don't. Uh, they simply know that this is the child they had come to seek. You know, you and I then have to restore that sense that they have, that sense of having found him. <clears throat> you know, uh, it's really quite amazing that we can find him so easily. We don't have to take long journeys. We don't have to, to risk our lives on the road. We can always find him, and particularly if you want him in the flesh. How many minutes away is he for us in the tabernacle, on the altar? Uh, we can find him too as they found him, and we know who he is. Um, here again, we've lost the sense of the sacred. We've lost the sense of who he is, what he is, and where he is. But they have found him, and now they wish to give him what they have. Their treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gifts are all known to us. We just sang about them. <clears throat> the, the gold for the king of kings. The frankincense for a god and a priest. We have to remember our Lord is the priest. The priest who offers the sacrifice that is not distinct from himself. He is also the victim. And the incense is for the victim as well. And finally the myrrh, burial ointment. What a gift to give to a mother, myrrh. He was buried with a hundred pounds of it. And they give him their gifts. They have done what they had come to do, but they are changed now. They are different people. They're different because they came, as I said, they had waited, they were receptive to the gift when it came, and they were available. And so they come and experience our Lord. You know, I came across a description of prayer the other day that would fit these strange men uh, in their openness. Uh, they teach us a great deal about prayer, you know. I don't know if we ever think about that, but they do. And the, the, the description of prayer that I read, and by the way, it's from one of our Carthusian friends again, uh, was this, describing the purity of heart that must be in prayer and the purity of heart that we see in the Magi. And it said that prayer is this. Surrender and joy in the pure receptivity of an absolutely gratuitous love. Shaping our deepest being and transforming our heart of flesh in Christ into a heart 
that can finally love. This is the attitude that should mold our prayer. We see that in them, don't we? That openness, that surrender, that joy. As I said, they're a new men. They weren't the men they came, who, came, who first came. But there's something more about it. They said, a chaste prayer is poor, with hands open to receive everything. Empty hands that do not close over the gift. That's important. Empty hands that do not close over the gift. That's the Magi. So they've come, they leave their worldly gifts with the Lord, and they take home an infinite gift, the gift of himself. Their journey, in a sense, is just beginning. A whole new journey they never expected to begin, but they have. What is that last verse of that beautiful children's hymn that, uh, in the bleak midwinter? Remember, uh, what shall I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. What I have, I give him, give my heart. As I said, they went home with a gift they had never expected to get. So do we, and may it always be so. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the appearance of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, her members will always be visible signs of Christ's presence, but they will always be true stars in the midst of our world, witnesses to the sacred, especially the church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For all nations, especially our own, that they may come to know Jesus Christ present, they may come to know his church and his sacraments, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, for those who bear the cross of Christ in any way, that they may know that they are an epiphany, manifesting Christ to the world in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially the unborn, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the spirit of the Magi. For a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having seen the Lord and spent time with him, they may then proclaim him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that we may seek as the Magi sought that we may be visible signs of what we have received and found, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of God as we sing. 